Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I am watching an incredible sunrise over the North Platte River here in North Platte, Nebraska, and I'm thinking about you. Um, Man, we're getting close to book launch for Hope is the First Dose. We've moved it up a week, which shortens the timeline for everything. So the new date, if you are anticipating purchasing or have already ordered a copy of Hope is the First Dose, thank you. But the new release date is July 18th. That's a week shorter than we thought. And so there's a lot going on, shipping and rescheduling interviews and all kinds of things. So be be in prayer, please, about that, that the book launch will come off without a hitch and that everybody in the world that would benefit from Hope is the First Dose will be able to get access to it and that it'll be helpful to them uh, as I planned for it to be when I wrote it. We have lots of exciting things coming up. I want to send a shout out to uh, two listeners, uh, Dave and Doris from Lincoln, Nebraska. Dave and Doris, um, Dave first discovered my book, um, No Place to Hide. He was a military veteran and he ran across No Place to Hide and read that. And then he read, I've seen the interview and he told his wife Doris about it and Doris, uh, just sort of coincidentally, her book club was about to start reading. I've seen the interview. So they got to know me through the books and they started listening to the podcast. And well, they were coming through North Platte, Nebraska the other day on their way back to Lincoln and they stopped in the office and we got to meet and they were just so kind and um, took a picture together and, and had a visit. They're two uh, amazing God-fearing people with a great story, a blended family and just a tremendous um, story of, of recovery after going through really hard things. And and so, Dave and Doris, if you're listening, shout out to you. Lisa and I and Tata are grateful for you and, and uh, praying for your family. Uh, listen, friend, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from listeners around the world and whatever you're going through or dealing with. You can always use the prayer wall, wlewarnmd.com slash prayer, or you can send me an email, lee at drleewarren.com, or you can reply or leave a comment on the post wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm just I'm grateful to hear from you wherever you are in the world. 111 countries around the world had at least one download last week, uh, including the Isle of Man in the UK, which I didn't know about. So Isle of Man, if you're listening out there, excited to have you on board. And send me an email, lee at drleewarren.com. Let me know where you are and what's going on with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So today, uh, it's Friday. I've got five interviews scheduled today. I'm going to be on uh, two other people's podcasts, and we have three incredible guests coming to our show that you'll be hearing in the next uh, few weeks. One will be a Everyday Hope episode that you'll hear tomorrow that I am really excited about. It had to get rescheduled a few weeks ago when I was sick. And so uh, she was very gracious to reschedule this conversation and uh, excited to bring you Malin Die tomorrow. Um, listen, I'm going to tell you one story today that comes out of Hope is the First Dose. And one story because I think it illustrates a big thing that is important in recovering from the massive things that come along in life. If you've had something big happen, and if you haven't, you will. So just file this away for later. But if you've gone through something big, then you basically come to a choice in your life. And we're going to talk about that choice in a minute. And then we're going to talk about uh, a kid named Anthony Walker. And I told his story in the book. And I just want to give you a little preview of one of the stories that's in the book. And we're going to do all that in an attempt to learn how to change our minds so that we can change our lives. Because Lisa's always telling us the good news. And that is, we can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. 
And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like to share Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Okay, so after we lost Mitch and over the course of my career studying people who have gone through hard things, glioblastomas, brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, And then seeing people with non-medical massive things, divorce, loss, um, just the the things that happen in life, all these big things that happen. um, I've discovered something, that the people who have a resilience about them, one of the podcasts I'm going to be on later today is called Brilliantly Resilient, and their show is all about resilience and why it's so important. But one of the key factors I've noticed in resilience is our ability to understand this quantum physics thing that I'm always telling you about, that two things can be true at the same time, and it doesn't make either of them less true. And here's an example. I will go to my grave being really sad about losing my son Mitch. There won't come a day in my life when that doesn't make me sad. Just yesterday, I was walking out of the hospital. I picked up my phone and, and opened my contacts as I was going to call Lisa. And, and somehow my thumb must have hit the wrong one. And it pulled up Mitch's phone number. I've never taken him out of my contacts. And there was this picture and there was his phone number. And there was the last text message he sent me. And I just started crying on my walk back to the truck. And it just it comes out of nowhere, right? If, you, if you've lost someone or you've lost something in your life that's real important to you, then you'll know that those kinds of things never really stop. So so it's true that I'll die someday and I'll still be sad about losing my boy. But at the same time, it's also true that I have an amazing life and an incredible wife and family and grandchildren and neurosurgery practice and this podcast and all of you listening and all the readers and, and this just incredible life that I'm extremely grateful for. And I'm happy about that. And I've got a good life and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not sad I'm not only sad. And what I noticed in looking at people who are going through hard things and what we had to decide for ourselves is this concept that, that both of those things can be true at the same time, that you that it doesn't have to be but. It doesn't it doesn't have to be I used to be happy but my son died and now I can't be happy anymore. It doesn't have to be, I used to be happy, but my husband got glioblastoma. I used to be happy, but my wife cheated on me. I used to be happy, but the economy crashed and I lost my business. And I used to be happy, but, right? Or I, I thought I could be happy if this happened, but it didn't happen. Or I thought I would be happy as long as this set of things occurred, but they didn't. And so now I can't be happy. If, if, you, can get the, if you can get rid of that but and substitute it for and, I was happy and I lost my son and I found hope again and I found faith again and I'm happy again. It's a different kind of happy, but I'm, but I'm happy again. I, I, I lost someone, but I still have an incredible life. If you can get rid of 
the but and say, I've lost someone and I still have an incredible life, then you can learn to find hope and happiness again. There's a, a kid that I took care of in Wyoming a long time ago. And in the book, I called him Anthony Walker. That's not his real name. Um, but I got an, a call from the ER, my friend, John Cuban, who's in the book. And she said, this kid is hammered and drunk and he's hurt and I need you to come see him. And as I was driving, as I was walking to the car, I realized most people say hammered drunk, but she said drunk and hammered. She didn't say hammered drunk. I think I said it incorrectly a while ago. She didn't say he's hammered drunk. She said he's drunk and hammered. And I thought, she made a mistake, and, and when I got to the hospital, I was going to ask her about it. But it turned out he was drunk, but he had been assaulted by what he said were two dudes who had hammers, and they hit him in the head with a hammer. And he had a whole bunch of little skull fractures that looked like little perfect round hammerheads on the x-ray. And he also was unable to move the right side of his face. And it turned out one of the hammer blows that hit him right in front of the right ear and crushed his facial nerve. Your facial nerve is the nerve that gives you facial expression. It lifts your eye, it, clo- it closes your eye, it lifts your forehead, it allows you to smile. All the little amazing things that you can do with your face to show people the emotion and feeling that you're feeling come from the facial nerve. And his had been crushed on the right side, so the right side was flaccid like he'd had a stroke, and he couldn't close his eye because the seventh cranial nerve, the facial nerve, is the, the nerve that closes your eyelid. And the problem with that is, so Anthony had this injury that did not allow him to close his eye. And what happens if you can't close your eye over time is the cornea will begin to be abraded and they'll start to scar down and eventually you'll go blind if you can't close your eye. And so the, the, the metaphor that I, that I realized is that that's a pretty good thing about what happens to us after the massive thing occurs is we can't stop looking at it. We can't stop focusing on the massive thing. It becomes the only thing we can see. And I'm just here to tell you, friend, this short little episode this morning is if you don't learn how to look away from the massive thing, if you don't learn how to turn it into a but instead of an uh, an and instead of a but, if you don't learn how to close your eye and stop focusing on that one thing, over time your heart, your mind, your, your eye will scar. And the last thing you'll remember seeing in your life when you thought you were still happy is that thing that you can't stop looking at. And I've seen people who went to support groups for the rest of their lives and never made any progress. I've seen people who were broken by their spouse getting glioblastoma. I've seen people who were so bitter and angry that they got cancer that even when they were cured of it, they were still wrecked emotionally and they were never secure and comfortable and safe and happy again because they realized that they were mortal. I see it all the time when people have some kind of injury and it's the first time they've ever been in the hospital and I see them three months later and they're depressed because they 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 just realized that they were humans that they thought they would never be sick and now they realize hey I'm I'm getting older and someday I'm going to die and I've, I see it all the time in older people after back surgery if they need a walker for a while and they're just so so unable to accept that limitation that they refuse to use it and then guess what happens they fall and then they break their hip and then they really have trouble and it becomes the beginning of the end because they can't accept the fact that something's changed or has been taken away from them and they can't stop looking at it. And over time, it becomes the only thing they can think about. And so Anthony Walker's story, I'm not going to tell you how it turns out in the book, but that's that's an example of this idea that I just want to give you today, that you've got to learn to turn the massive thing into something that happened to you 
but not the thing that happened to you. It has to become a thing and not the thing if you're going to be happy again. And that's the message for today. We're, we're in season eight. I told you it's going to be a hundred doses of hope. And it's been a couple of days since I played Tommy's song, I Have a Hope. And I think it's time again. I'm going to bring it back to you this morning because I want you to go out today with I have a hope. I have a future. I have a destiny that is yet prepared for me. So here's the thing, yet awaiting me. Here's the thing, friend. If you can't stop looking at the massive thing, you won't be able to see the destiny that is yet awaiting you. You won't be able to see all the other beautiful things that are still true in your life. You've got to learn how to blink your eye and close your eye and turn your vision and look on something else. Look on Jesus. Look on the author and perfecter of your faith. And he'll give you this deal, this peace, this, this, this hope, this happiness again that looks different than it used to look before TMT came along. But it's still perfect and beautiful. I'll be an old man someday, and I'll still be caught by surprise sometimes with memories of Mitch. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I'm not trying to cry on you, but but I, I, I'll never stop being sad about that. But if Mitch was the only thing I could think about, then I wouldn't be able to see Scarlett and George and Riker and Jace, my beautiful, perfect grandchildren. I wouldn't be able to see Josh and Katie and Kimber and Kaylin, my four perfect living children and their families and, and all the amazing things. I wouldn't be able to see Lisa and how much she loves me and how much she perfects me. I wouldn't be able to see Moon River Ranch and the incredible river outside my window because all I could see was that thing that was taken from me. And friend, I want you to learn how to close your eye and change what you see again and have that TMT not be the only thing that you can see. Have it turn into a thing that happened to you. Devastating, yes. Crushing, yes. Perilous, yes. But not the only thing because you still have a lot of other things to live for, my friend. And the good news is you can change your mind about that. And you can do some self-brain surgery, and you can learn how to think differently about the massive thing. Because guess what? It probably won't be the only massive thing that happens to you in your life. So you better get ready and develop a treatment plan. And that's what Hope is the First Dose is going to do for you. I'm going to go out now, and I'm going to go for a run and try to get my body in shape. I've got five interviews today, and I need to get loosened up a little bit. And I just wanted to give you this idea. Learn how to turn the massive thing into a thing that happened and not the thing that happened. Because you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is, you can start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day. That is yet awaiting me.
Say it with me, come on, say There's still 